Hello, everybody, and welcome to Hardcore Heroes. How are you doing today, Sean? Uh, I am. I am pretty good. You are the last surviving member of the party. Seven, seven different people have rotated through this party, and all of them have perished. Actually, that's not true. Darf is alive. Okay, well, that would make it eight. I never really considered Darf a full party member, but... I mean, Darf, Darf has become a PC at this point. I suppose, but then we'll have to up up to ten party members have come through and only two are alive. That's true. All right, so, okay, we got to kill Darf, and then I can ask you that question. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I do believe the appropriate etiquette at this point in time is to ask how you're doing with the pandemic, but we should probably keep it short. Mm. Um, how are you doing? I'm, I'm social distancing. It's great. I really like this thing where there there isn't an expectation for me to leave the house because it basically just lets me... I, I, I've been training for this my whole life is what I'm getting at. Mm -hmm. uh, I was prepared. Uh, so it's it's been pretty good on my end. You know, I'd, I'd like to see maybe the rest of uh, America doing a little bit better so that maybe we <laughs> stop going on that exponential curve. But Yeah, yeah, that'd be nice. But uh, here we are. At least we are safe and sound and not dying to demons or to red dragons or undead. Yep. Um, unless that the nameless that nameless horror that that kills you before you even see it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well then, uh, I guess that's how you're doing. I'm doing more or less the same, just chilling at home, doing a bunch of D and D and uh, too much D and D, actually. But we talked chatted about that earlier, so. Why don't we hop into game where last we left the party, Darf was unconscious down in the valley of the River Crux. Malachi was burned to a crisp, nothing but bones and magical items left. And the rain was coming down and Van Helsing was kneeling over his body in prayer for a, a raised dead spell? Yeah, um, Van, the uh, the level 10 cleric of cheese, uh, is kneeling down over, over Malachi's body. And God, what did I say? I think it was, uh, we've given everything we have uh, to protect your realm. And all I ask in return is, is one boon. Let me bring my friend back to life takes about 50 minutes to memorize a raised dead spell right oh, yeah yeah it takes a while so this this prayer continues for a while mm -hmm. and i think between the adrenaline of the battle uh the heat that you feel from running around the coolness of the rain the stress of the situation you find yourself in a peaceful prayer for an unknown period of time and when you look up in the stormy clouds above, making its way through the rain, staying away from lightning bolts that strike down, you see a single swan flying through the sky. Okay. Uh, I guess I'll stand up and wait for its arrival. 
it circles from above for a little while and then slowly makes a landing uh, and waddles up to you side to side from the opposite side of Malachi's body, okay. remains of him. And, um, uh, I go I go back to kneeling and I think I'll I, I kind of like look at it for a second, see if it see if it makes any immediate. Uh, d- does it do anything right away? Well, it's walking towards you two. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'll stay kneeling. Okay. It comes up to his corpse, plops down, lays its neck over his rib cage, which is no longer smoldering. Um, and just kind of looks at you over his body for a little bit. All right. <laughs> I wish I knew what I knew. I wish I knew what was going for here. Uh, yeah. So it, it, oh, go ahead. It, it, it like lays its head on his on his rib cage. Yeah, like the neck and body kind of goes over the rib cage and like a, you know how a, a dog might lay its head over an unconscious person's body, and a sort of protective, yet uh, you know, um, connective embrace, as much as a swan can do. It's, it's got like a long neck, so it can kind of like lay it over most of the rib cage. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna try speaking to it, I guess. I mean, it's a magical swan, right? I'll, I'll say, hello. Honk. Expected there. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, have I been? Have I been given the spell? Is that like you? A... You have not. Okay. You can feel it within you. There, there is no raised dead spell here. Okay. But the swan is here, with you. I wish I had speak with animals. Uh, yeah. Why don't you uh? Why don't you give me a perception check as well? Yeah. Twenty plus. I think fifteen is my perception check. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, that's pretty good. You see another thing um, coming from the west. Uh, there is a lone humanoid figure walking in your direction, maybe a quarter of a mile off, like a thousand feet, a thousand, okay. twelve hundred fifty feet. Um, I'll, uh, I'll just have to let it approach for yeah. now, because if it's uh, if it's an enemy, I'm I'm dead. <laughs> what HP are you at? Uh, I believe I was at eight at the end of the last battle I lost my old HP value it was in the single digits is what I remember and right. then I would have gained I think two from leveling up okay 
the figure as a five. Five. The figure is a woman. Um, She's wearing a uh, woolen traveling cloak that's sort of grayish in color, fairly nondescript. Um, Big hiking boots that come up to just below the knee. Uh, The rest of her clothes are sort of lost under the cloak, just pulled tight around her. The hood is up to try and keep her head fairly dry. The high lanolin count in the the wool should keep everything underneath it nice and dry. And uh, she is clearly walking right up towards you and the swan and the body uh, right along sort of the edge of the river crux. I mean, maybe not due west, maybe like a southwest approach to where you are, something like that. Um, And when she gets to within chatting range, maybe 30 or 45 feet or so, uh, she'll stop and give you a deep and solemn bow. Uh, I return it. I guess I'm in a kneeling position, but you know, mm-hmm. as much as you can bow from that from that particular stance. Right. Uh, she'll take this as a sign. You can. She can come a little closer, and takes a few steps forward. The goose swan raises its neck and honks at her. She kind of dips her head in acknowledgement of the swan. And looks to you, saying, I have seen the battle from afar. And I would like to thank you for your service. For what you and your companions did. And for what you gave up. What they gave up. Who are you? My name is Helen. I come from a small village in the Golden Sea called Barovia. I am a cleric of sorts. I used to be a cleric, that is to say. Oh? I lost my way some time ago. What brings you here, Helen? to say thank you and to offer you a little hope I uh I I, I look at her and say hope listen I I just came off of a uh, a long multiple hour battle I believe uh with a with a large horde of demons, so you'll have to forgive me if my if my mind is a bit slow, but I'm a bit puzzled by the current situation. She motions to the corpse before you, and says, "I saw the battle from afar." She kind of parts her robe slightly and reveals there's a some sort of like um, pouch or sack at her side with a, a heavy spherical object within it. And she motions to the corpse again, saying, "I'm not entirely sure of who the two of you are, but I've seen what you've done and what your allies have done." And I think it is a great loss for everyone. 
but it doesn't have to be. And what would you propose? She looks tentatively at the swan, knowing that her next words are sure to be blasphemous. The gods no longer offer options for resurrection. They've stopped that tradition long time ago. But there are still ways to do so. Which, I suppose, are still within their power, for if it was against their will, there would be no way. I'll, uh, I'll stand up and kind of kind of meet her at eye level. Mm-hmm. You, you're a little bit taller than her, I think. She's maybe only 5'7". What are you proposing? He'll never be the same. But there's possibly a way. It won't be through the normal sorts of divine intervention. But what is lost can be found. You intend to make him into a lich? No. I, that power is well beyond me. You're speaking vaguely here, Helen, but if we're going to move forward, I think it'd be best if you uh, made clear your intent. The swan sort of steps up and over Malachi's body uh, and looks at her and gives a long honk again. I'll refrain from making the noise. (laughs) Um, She waves politely at the swan and says... The gods don't care about you or me. In the big picture, we're just toys in their cosmic sandbox. Our individual lives don't make a difference to them. They're happy to have us fight and die and kill each each other over matters of faith, over matters of anything just for their amusement. If they cared, they would bring back those that mattered, those that are worthy, those that whose lives were cut too short. They have the power to do so. They used to do so, and now they don't. It's a matter of cruelty. They don't particularly care about you or me or she motions generally to the world, anyone as an individual. But when they made this world, they made it with certain rules. There are certain boundaries. There are certain paths to magic. Some of those older paths may have been forgotten by many people, but they're still there, still built into the architecture of the world. Your friend's spirit 
may have departed the material plane, but it still exists on the spiritual one for a little while before it makes its way back home. There is a period of time where it can be recalled and reunited with its body. And then she looks at the fleshless bone body and says, but in his situation, it seems a little more complicated. Clearly his form is not one that can sustain life. It will need to be modified and we'll need a way to bring his spirit back. We'll need a lure of sorts. I gave up my devotion to the gods and I have been searching out the old paths, the old ways. And I think we might be able to bring some justice to a cruel and uncaring world. Bring some rights to those who have been wronged. I don't think so, Helen. Van will kind of step forward uh, and keep Malachi's body between, or keep himself between her and Malachi's body and say, I don't particularly care for the God's opinion of me. I don't follow Chi out of a reverence to her specifically, but for the ideals she represents and the things that she made me believe in. My faith saved me in a very real way, and it doesn't particularly matter Chi's regard toward me. Maybe your way would work, and if Malachi could be saved through necromancy, I'm sure he would take it in a heartbeat. But as his friend, who's always had a slightly more careful attitude toward the world. I'll do whatever I can to protect him from that fate. She bows politely and respectfully. Um, Is there anything I can do for you in your time of grief? You who have saved the countryside? Perhaps all of Arcadia? There's a lot that needs to be rebuilt. Maybe put some work into making this place better than it was. That's all I have. In that regard, I shall do what I can. Do you need shelter? <sighs> no, no. I've, I've roughed it before. I can do it again. I think we still have one of our clerics around with the ability to make gates somewhere. I'm sure I'll find them. Then I shall leave you. Thank you again. Good luck. Good luck in your journey. The path you walk is a it's a perilous one. She dips her head respectfully one last time before turning and walking back through the rain towards the west leaving you with your swan and your friend. All right. Um, I'm going to turn back to the swan. Oh. <laughs> All right. I'm going to I'm going to kneel down in the dirt here. I'm going to pray or I'm going to pray for a uh, speak with animals because <laughs> this isn't this isn't going anywhere right now. Yeah, you get your speak with animals spell. I think it's a first level spell, so 10 minutes later, it's, third, it's all yours. Yeah, no problem. Oh, 30 <laughs> minutes. 
I think it's fine. Yeah. Uh, Van at this point getting pretty exhausted. I think like tries to maintain some level of like etiquette, but is just kind of going. I'm just going to go ahead and ask: Are you Cheese? Are you a an avatar for Cheese? Or are you just a swan? I'm a bit confused yes. about the situation. I'm sorry, Van. <laughs> oh boy. Y yes to which one? Your first one. <sighs> and there's nothing you can do. No. Well, if you're Cheese, you would have a lot of knowledge of the world before it broke, would you not? Swan sort of bobs its head a little bit, gives you sad eyes. Not long ago, we discovered a uh, an ancient magic, one very much blessed by the gods, a legitimate path toward resurrection. Do you think there's any left in this world? The swan shakes its head. It would never work. They were no. just words on paper. Why was resurrection taken away? Swan looks at you for a while, trying to decide how best to explain it, before slightly shaking its head and saying, It was. That is all there is to it. What caused the breaking of the world? Swallowed. I'm gonna get a. I'm gonna get an answer out of you here, here Neil. <laughs> <laughs> Things were not going well. Things were bad. We were all unhappy with the way of the world. It didn't work. Why not? The focus was wrong. People lost sight of what mattered, of what was supposed to be important. They need a reminder of what life is really about. Which is what? You know 
there's no answer to that question. No clear cut. No dry. No definable course. There's no right answer. But there are wrong answers. And the focus had gotten shifted. I'm sorry. You have done well. I'm proud of you. There are still those that need your help. There always are. Thank you for everything. And Van is gonna gonna stand up and start walking after Helen. Okay. The swan walks away over Malachi's body and uh, you can hear it stretch its wings and take flight. Um, you can catch up with Helen. She's not moving particularly quickly. I guess I'll make a perception check to see if she hears you coming. 16, yeah, she has at least five perception. She hears you as you approach from behind her and turns around with a surprised look on her face. You said the trick was piercing into the spirit world? That's one of them, yes. There are many difficult parts to this process. I might be able to help you with that. Are you sure? We'll have to find something suitable for the for the body. I won't put Malachi in a rotting corpse. I can do my best. The real flesh can come and flesh can go, but there is only so large of a window before his soul will make it to the to the other side so to speak do you know if the soul itself determines any of that somewhat some people hurry some people drag their heels some get sidetracked some people are born or die very close to the bridge between worlds. We are lucky there's a ocean between us. But if your friend is looking to move on, 
He could be gone in a month. Malachi will drag his heel every step of the way. Then we'll have some time. We'll need a lure for his soul. Something that he loves, values, cares about more than anything in the world. What would attract his spirit from beyond the grave? Could we just collect a number of items? I have a few guesses for that. That might work. I imagine having more would help. It's more about the brightness of the candle rather than the right. quantity of them. But I guess I you... guess what I mean is if we brought a few items and one was the uh, the optimal choice. Perfect. They wouldn't they wouldn't override each other perfect. No, they would never they wouldn't get in each other's way. But we would need some sort of lure. Alright. Uh, come with me. I'm gonna start heading back to Malachi's body, start collecting some of his magic items just okay. in case. I'll, I'll say one of my thoughts is his knowledge. His spellbook should still be on him. Yes. Not like I did treasure treasure his intelligence. There, okay. there are others, but we'll have time. You said. Yes, there should be time. Uh, a month at is a conservative estimate. All right. We'll go back to my estate in Drekus. I have... And we'll work from there. Things to prepare on my side. Oh, how how quickly can you travel? At a walking pace. Oh, it's unfortunate that we've lost Malachi. He was my, uh... What, what do you need from your end? I have tools of the trade the space to work my magic. Um, when you have gathered the supplies, the the various lures, mm-hmm. come to my town, my village in Barovia. You'll find the temple in the middle of it. Any of my people will be able to direct you to me. Very well. She looks at the body. I might need a hand carrying him there, though. Hmm. Or... (coughs) You might... I could do it on my own, but it wouldn't be pretty. Let me me check something really fast. Let me pull my spell list. spell oh they have to be tiny I thought I had like a beast of burden spell but I'm not uh, not seeing anything for that Hmm. do we need his remains at least some of them Neil Hmm. do healing spells technically work on dead bodies What do you mean by technically work? Like, could you repair an injury on a dead body? And then... No. No? Okay. 
Yeah, you need it to be still considered live to heal. Not sure what I can do for you here. Well, I have a bag. She looks at you awkwardly and uncomfortably. I could put his bones into the bag and carry him, but it would be very unceremonious. Hmm. The more elegant way would to wrap him in the tarp and carry him between the two of us. I suppose that might be better. At least you'll see where the village is then. Well, one thing that we might be able to do, let's go track down those clerics that we had sending, sending us places through gateways. Perhaps I can get us two of them, one back to where you need to go and one back to where I need to go. And then I can how come meet you in, meet you in how, your village. How do we go about that? Uh, so where did we come from when we first went to this valley? You guys had, were chilling we, at We this had a place. retainer party. Yeah, we were with yeah. a retainer party that had a cleric with a gate. Right. So if they could dimensionally fold people, that would... Uh, that would be helpful here. So I guess I'm going to try and go back to one of those cleric parties. Okay, it's like, like our, a, the party that we were with. Yeah, sure, it's, it's, it's like a bit a of a trip, journey. but it's still going to be a lot faster than either of us walking okay. on foot, right? Yeah. Uh, you look in that direction and see the burned and charred grasses left by the fireworm as it headed off in that direction. It has maybe an hour head start on you. Yeah. I mean, we're not going exactly there, right? Weren't we... Well, it went we, like, southward, oh, like... Right, but weren't we, like, away from the pylon itself? Like, we were waiting to back up anything okay. that needed backing up. Yeah. <clears throat> um, are you bringing Helen with you? Yeah. All right. The two of you head out into the Golden Sea. Uh, you make your way south, maybe a little bit west, and after half an hour or so, you see the barrier begin to flicker and then go out. Well, I guess we'll see how Arcadia stands on its own. I've done what I could. Alright. Uh, you make your we way. We still have one pylon left, right? There is one reserve pylon. Okay. Maybe, yes. maybe I can throw that up, actually. And that's, that's with the retainer group, so we'll get it here soon. And if we lost yes. one, it's probably the one that we're headed to, so... Yes. All right, Helen. I, uh... Was, was Darf there when I went to collect Malachi's body, by the way? Was he in the area? Like, if I looked down... Uh, the Darf is, like, him? down in the canyon. Yeah, and he got up, I remember. Was he still around? Because if so, I think, I'd probably shout for him to come with us. I think last we left him, he was unconscious. Yeah, but he recovers two HP around, so he'd Oh, because he's got a, a... Yeah, thing of regeneration. Yeah, so if he was still around, I would uh, I would shout for him to come with us. Okay, so he would have woken up while you were in your hour-long prayer. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to make a wisdom check for Darf to see if he knows to stick around or if he wanders <laughs> off. Uh, that seems like a very Darf thing to do, but let me yeah, find his character it's... sheet. 
because uh, I don't remember what his wisdom score is. Also, what magic items do Malachi have on him? I should go and write that stuff down now. Oh, uh, yeah, that should be written down somewhere. I don't remember off the top of my, my head. Uh, Darf sure, I'm sure Nick can tell me the big ones. Has seven wisdom. Of course, Darf has seven wisdom. Um, yeah, you. if you look back over the ravine, you can see where he was, and he's definitely not there anymore. Okay. Um, that's, that's fine. Darf can... Yeah, Darf earned a rest. He almost died like three separate times that fight. He can, uh, <laughs> he can go home. Yeah. All right. I'm going to start heading with Helen over to the, the reserve pylon. Okay. You or, guys. Yeah, to the reserve group so that we can collect the pylon and see if we can put the barrier back up. Hopefully, whatever group was left behind kills off that worm. Uh, you make it to the reserve area right behind that, behind that pylon, a few miles out, and you find it. It's there. But the group that is guarding it, that was guarding it, is no longer there. Um, there's no corpses here. Pylon is here. It looks like they may have already deployed somewhere that needed yeah. reinforcement. Like the place a few miles away, most likely. Mm -hmm. Well, Helen, you don't have to come with me if you want. We might die if we try. I am not afraid of death. Neither am I. Let's go. And I assume it's in like a cart or something for us to pull it, right? All right, mm -hmm. then we're going to start pulling the pylon. Yep. You pull the pylon back to this battle site, and you can find it there. The site of the battle. There are maybe 40 or 50 corpses lying around here. Some just bones, some bones and flesh. It looks like there's been a lot of fire breath weapon happening around here. But there are certainly more people here than you would have possibly had deployed. Um, the pylon is broken, and there are burn marks along the ground in a wide area, indicative of a large battle. And the dragon's gone, or the worm is gone? The worm is gone. You can follow burn marks in the grass that head not southward farther, but back towards the desert, back towards okay. heat stroke. Cool. I'm uh, going to go put the spare pylon in place. Yep. The two of you can set it up, and the barrier will flicker back into existence, covering heat stroke and everything once more. Okay, we might actually need to stick around in that valley for a day or two, Helen. Why? How much of it do you think I'd have to collapse to be able to block off that small gap the demons were funneling through? She'd have to bury the entire valley. And then How the many river would. Do you think that would take? A few. <laughs> I'm more concerned that the waters of the river will back up and then overflow it. Earth, even if earthen dams break from time to time. That's true. How much? I have the ability to make a uh, quite a bit of damage if I need to. Well, either way, I have to try. I can't risk that worm coming back through the gap. 
tell you what, Helen, I, I don't know where the cleric with the gate is. I'm sorry to make you go ahead, but uh, could, could you carry this, this back on your own? I know it's not going to be ceremonious, but sometimes that's just how it goes. I have a chance to actually do some good in this world. I can't just pass it up. It is important that we preserve life in this world. It's one of the few things that really matters. I will treat him as well as I can. Good luck. What, what was the name of your village again? Barovia. Barovia. Okay. Good you luck can find it uh, south of the Wormwood, a few miles. The Wormwood, not Wormwood, sorry. Good luck on your journey. She will, I guess, journey back with you and gather Malachi's bones in a bag and mm -hmm. uh, toss it over her shoulder and walk off into the storming rain, dragging his body or carrying his remains. Mm -hmm. um, you, I assume, are taking his remaining possessions? Yeah, yeah. Rings Nick is, I believe, sending me stuff. a list. Yeah, Nick sent me a okay. list. I'm taking basically all the, the magic stuff. Right. All the things that have, like, actual value to them. Right. We can always get him new clothes, and I guess he doesn't have clothes anymore. We can always, we can always get him, like, new new mundane items. It's the magic stuff I want to recover. Okay. Uh, you can head back to the River Crux, head on down. If, uh, I don't know if you actually want to climb down into it, but you can see the remaining bodies of your friends who were not destroyed by the fireworm scattered about, the stacks of demons lying everywhere in huge piles. The remains right. of pancakes left uneaten. Alright, this is going to get a little weird here. I've got some some bizarre magics to, to make happen here, Neil. Uh, but I'm going to have to rest a night to make it happen first. So I'm going to find a nice secluded spot that's kind of out of sight as well, and I'll, I'll camp there for the night. Mm-hmm. Because um, I gotta rest up before I get a chance to start doing dumb spells. Yeah, you can find a stand of trees that can give you a little bit of cover from the rain. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can rest. And I think you find yourself exhausted. Not only did you have this huge battle, but the emotional turmoil of seeing pretty much everyone that's important to you, that's been your friend or follower or henchman, slaughtered and then in a direct encounter with your deity and rebuilding the barrier after it goes down, I think you drift into a deep and heavy sleep. Yep. And uh, that's where we should take our first break. We'll see you guys on the other side with a little bit more hardcore heroes. Hello everybody and welcome back to Hardcore Heroes. Um, here you are at the River Crux one more time. Mm -hmm. uh, it is dark. It is storming still. Darf is gone. Yep. A few of your other friends and demons remain below. Is it time to bury them in mud? Yep. Yeah. Wish there was something. I guess I'll collect what bodies I can and drag them back behind the barrier so that they don't get buried in a mudslide. I might just have to cremate them. <laughs> I might just have to build a big pyre for them eventually. Yeah. Uh, you find 
Lucille and Bella. Um, or Bell. You have their magic gear. The bodies of the others, including the dart-throwing halfling gnome, uh, can be recovered and stacked. The demon bodies, um, I assume, you leave where they are. Yeah, they can they can stay. Um, one other thing I was wondering, when you do lower water, right, it affects an area. Would that area stay lowered for the duration, even if it was like a flowing body, so then there'd just be like a hole in the water and it like flows around that hole? I think that's the only way to interpret that spell. Otherwise, okay. you would lower it and it would immediately raise it. Yeah, again. it would just like fill yeah. back up, which doesn't make sense. Right. <laughs> why, why would you use that spell? Yeah. Um, all right, so that's perfect then, because we're going to start to dam up this river here. You said it was 60 feet wall to wall, right? Yes, wall so to wall. So the river's like, what, 40-ish? Yeah. Okay, that's actually perfect. So what we're going to do then, uh, we're going to cast... How, how deep is this river, if I, if I do a little bit of scouting on that? Um, I would say the deepest spot is maybe f 10 feet at this moment. Oh, that's uh, enough. This is the dry season, except for the rain that's coming down right now. Uh, oh, it's so the river's up. quite shallow. Okay. Um, well, in that case, I only need one of these. Uh, I, don't, I don't need three lower waters. I need one lower water. Uh, let me let me see if I have anything else that's useful for fourth level spells. Ooh. Square and it's not big area. Okay. Uh, or fucking cool. No, whatever. It doesn't really matter, anyways. All right. So I'm gonna cast lower water on this uh, on this river section here. After I collect like a bunch of rocks, I'm gonna get a whole bunch of um, stone and pile them up along the sides of the river. I'm gonna cast mm -hmm. lower water, which lowers it to a minimum depth, or yeah, minimum depth of one inch. So there's okay. just like a hole where it's basically like almost no water left. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm gonna start using stone shape to make like long pillars. I can do up to 19 foot pillars of a foot thick each time. 19 feet tall, one foot thick pillars. Going across, so not tall. I was gonna do it. So oh, I guess like I could horizontal? do it. I guess I could stand them up and like bury them in the ground a little bit. Yeah. Wow, you're actually be... building a proper dam here. Yeah, yeah. I guess I could stand them up. That would work too, actually. And then I could make them a little bit wider so they don't have to go too tall. Yeah, let's do that. So I'll probably like dig a little bit of a hole now that I've lowered the water, um, mm -hmm. just to give them like a little bit of proper basing. And then I'll take that stone shape and I'll start making like large pillars. So the river's only 10 feet. I'm gonna have to make it a little bit larger eventually. Actually, I'll probably just do the 19 feet and then I, cause I'm gonna cast a nap anyway. So I have three castings of stone shape? I have four. Mm -hmm. uh, oh no, no, I have three cause I need a second spell magic. All right, so I have three castings of stone shape so I can make uh, three feet across so far. And we'll do a nap here in a little bit to start doing more. Um, but ahead of this dam, I have two transmute rock to muds that I can do per day, uh, up to four once you include the nap. Uh, so I'm gonna start transmuting rock to mud in front of the dam to start collapsing the valley walls in, to start mm -hmm. building up like a whole layer of uh, a, big, a big stone wall. Um, and I'll do two castings of that and then use dispel magic um, 
twice to go from wall to wall, dispelling 30 feet out the, uh, the mud wall into rock. Okay, so is it pillars and then mud and then yeah, solidifying? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna get the mud to go basically a little bit in front of the dam. Mm-hmm. And then I'll start turning it. The, the idea is that the, the mud is gonna be used for like above the river and then the stone wall will be used below it. Okay, got it. Um, one of the side effects is as you lower the water here to an inch, the rest of the river just keeps flowing and slowly thins out. So for the duration of your spell, there will be like that big of a gap in the river. And in the meantime, the river water will slowly begin to pile up on the other side. Because you're essentially creating an invisible dam for a moment in a flowing area. Oh, I thought it was just going to like flow unnaturally and like flow down the wall, then underneath and up the wall again. Uh, for the time being, it's just sort of like stopping with just like a little inch okay. of. So, which is, this, is, fine. is this useful to me? I don't, I don't, I don't quite understand what you're getting at. Uh, it's probably not mechanically useful. I'm just giving okay. descriptive text about the the magical effects of your spells. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, you, you kind of get what I'm going for here, right? Like, I make a wall underneath the river. I start collapsing mud and turn that into a, a wall on the other mm -hmm. side or above the river, uh, and then I nap myself and get ready to do it again. <laughs> okay. So I can make 20 feet of mud wall above, and I made two feet across of uh, stone pillars, or no, three feet across of stone pillars. So your stone pillars are three feet wide, 20, yep. and then how tall? Almost 20 feet tall. 20 Actually, feet tall. I could, I could add like another half, or do you, do we know how high this river goes in like the? Yeah, you can see the water mark. It usually doesn't get above like, you can see the high water mark is maybe 20 feet. Um, above the current water level, so the deepest part would be closer to 30, the shallowest part would probably be like 17, 18. Oh, okay, so I'm gonna, have to, I'm gonna have to uh, do a lot of stone shaping here. Mm -hmm. That's fine, once we're done with the mud wall, I can do five stone shapes per day, so we'll, uh, we'll be good. Okay. So how long does it take you to do your first set of stone shapes and stone to muds and all that jazz? Uh, the spell casting is very quick. Um, okay. Those are like single round casts, I believe. Let me check stone shape. That might actually take a little bit of time. And lower water is going to last you 10 turns, which is yep. 100 minutes, so an hour and yeah. 40. Yeah, so yeah. that, that oh, should yeah. give they're you all, plenty of time. basically one round casting time. So I can do all this in a few minutes. The bulk of it is like spell learning. Okay, so you can lower the water, change everything, nap yourself, and the water will then, still be lowered, but by the time you finish rememorizing spells again, yep, it'll and have And then raised. I can just lower the water again. Okay, and what? how many spell levels do you need to learn? Uh, so, the 10 for the transmute rock to muds, plus four for the lower water, plus 15 for all the third level spells. 10 plus four plus 15? Yeah, so 29. Total. 29 so 290 <coughs> 290 minutes so that it's, is, it's uh, like five, five hours. hours so it's, it's gonna be like a, a nap and then another basically full day of <laughs> memorizing spells i guess between the two it's basically a full day okay your um, spells come easily before mm -hmm. i do the nap though i'm gonna go and heal myself a whole bunch uh like a, a whole whole bunch uh all right cool that's the time. Right. The time right, comes yeah. and, and goes. then I can make forty feet of mud wall per day. 
with this, right? I, I, I'm not checking. I'm not double checking your math, but I would trust you. And yeah, it's if you ten say forecasting, it works. and I can do four castings with transmute rock and mud per day, and then I can dispel that whole section because I can dispel thirty foot cubes, and I can do four dispel magics per day, so I can make forty feet of stone wall per day out of the transmute rock and mud. <sighs> okay. <laughs> 20-foot cube per level, so you're doing 10 20-foot cubes? I don't even have to do all of those. I can yeah. I can do fewer, because I really only need... Uh, I'll probably make it a little bit thicker, so I'll probably do, like... It's 60 all the way across, so probably, like, six of them. Do, like, three across, and then another layer behind it, just because I can. Are you do? And there, it's reversible as well, right? Mud to rock? Yeah, yeah, but I don't need to do that, because I can just dispel magic for that part. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying, right. Okay, so you build some columns, you collapse the walls mm. with rock to mud until it flows into the middle of the area. You dispel as... magic, turning it back to rock. You collapse more mud on top, you dispel yep. it, and slowly you build up this layer. Huge now, wall, yeah, and as a stonemason, I imagine Van Helsing can make this a pretty sturdy, like, well-foundationed wall. Mm-hmm. Um, the <laughs> walls will slowly fall away on the sides, so the height of this yeah. will never quite reach maximum well, the idea height here, of the Yeah, thing. the idea here was to go back into the valley over time and, like, start collapsing it, like, as a slide sort of inward, right? That way I'm not continually lowering the walls, but I'm going, like, deeper in and it's sliding downward. Right. Toward the, toward the barrier. Right. Okay. Uh, how high is your estimate that this will eventually become? I think we said the cliff walls were feet. 80 feet? 100 feet? It was 100 feet, feet to get to the uh, the barrier. That makes sense. So that'd be two and a half days of rock okay. to mud. And you won't quite make it the 100, but you'll get to maybe 60, 80 feet up? Oh, there's some left over? Yeah, because you'll... You won't be able. Didn't you'll never be able to collapse below the valley, inward. Though? It went a little bit below, yeah. But you will never be able to collapse something to the same height that it was in the middle, right? Uh, yeah. Like the middle of the the dam will always be slightly lower than the sides, okay. which will be that'll slightly lower be some, than. Yeah, that'll yeah. have to be some extra stone shapes. Can we memorize lower level spells and higher level spell slots? Uh, no. Okay. We've dabbled with that in some other campaigns, but for now, I'm going to leave it out of this one. Um, in that case, I'm gonna collapse as high as I can get it, and then the rest is just doing uh, doing stone shapes. I can do yeah. ten of those per day once I'm done with the uh, the the transmute rock to mud. So I can make new nineteen square or nineteen cubic feet per. So nineteen, I can make hundred and ninety cubic feet of stone wall per day. Uh, hundred and ninety cubic feet. Yeah. Ah. Which means I can at least fill the gap on day one immediately after. Uh, 190 cubic feet is only like a five by five by five cube, or like a, oh, yeah, a six yeah. by it's six. It's only gonna six. be like it's only gonna be like one foot thick initially, and then oh, we're gonna have to okay. we're gonna have to do additional castings to like bulk, right. bulk it up a little bit. Okay, it sounds like you've got this worked out pretty well. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a couple of weeks of doing this, but. Uh, We'll get well, there. we've seen the effect of dammed rivers. They produce a very large lake that extends for miles and miles and miles to the back. Even just a, a simple 20-foot wall, if it could hold the weight of the river, 
would dam this river for probably take months for it to fill up. Um, and you build a nice big wall over the course of how long did you say it's going to take you to make it? To bring like uh, the... Going across the river is the faster part because I can do 10 of those per day and I did mm -hmm. six on the first day. So that'd be like... Uh, five or six days just to do the river. Okay. And then mm -hmm. I, I need to fill up the remaining gap, which probably has another 10 feet or something. That's going to be a little bit more work. Uh, probably like another week or so to do that, I would guess. Okay. Um, all right. So it'll take you maybe two weeks then. Yeah. One week to be, yeah, two weeks. You'll, you have create food and water. Uh, the storm blows itself out in a couple of days. Uh, and you spend the remaining time here working on this. Yep. And then once I'm done with all that, on like the final day, I'm going to do another uh, transmute rock to mud. Um, I'm going to lower water on the river on the other side again, like behind the dam. I'm going to mm -hmm. transmute rock to mud and like lure it into like a hole, the, the hole that I made in the river. And then I'm going to dispel magic on it and turn it into rock to uh, sort of put like a bit more of a backing to the dam that I created. Okay. Uh, somewhere in this week, in the middle of it, probably, in these two weeks, Darf will return. Um, mm. He'll be standing up on the, the the wall on the south side of the river. Mm -hmm. uh, where Are you on the cannon walls doing this work, or are you actually down in the river itself? I probably climb a little bit here and there. Um, mm -hmm. and I might, like, fall and hurt myself sometimes, but I have enough HP that it doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah, we're going to try and hand wave as much of this as possible. Uh, if you do take an 80-foot fall which is the worst that you could do, you would take 26 damage. Yeah, that's fine. And you have more than enough life. Yeah. So at the worst case, you like knock your, you knock the wind out of you and lie. I break the leg and have to use repair injury on myself. Yeah, you'll be okay. You're a 10th level cleric. Yeah. You're gonna be fine. Uh, Darf will see you, call up to you, call down to you, something like that, mm -hmm. and help you as best as he can. Um, he will ask about what happened to Malachi, though. Malachi's dead. Yeah, but where's his body? Uh, a woman named Helen took him to Barovia? Bavaria? Basomthina. I, I forgot the name. I don't know. It was, it was a long day. She started saying words, and a lot of them just kind of washed off me. I was too tired. He seems to accept this. If you trust her, he trusts her. Um, and he will sit with you. Yeah, he's probably much he can collect do to rocks her. for the stone shapes. There you go. He can collect rocks. Good old Darf. <laughs> he's hauling his, his ripply, manly muscles collecting large boulders for me. Mm hmm. Politely excusing himself every time he walks past you. Sorry, Ben. Excuse me. Pardon me. <laughs> okay. Speaking of you being 10th level, why don't we take just a quick deviation from what we're doing right now so I can update our overlay with your 10th level stats. Um, there is uh, I believe I got new saves or new attack bonuses. Let me check. Wow, I only had you as level 8. Okay, so your current HP is... 
50. 50? Yep. Because I gained two from that level. I 64. How do you have my HP at 64? I have no idea. Okay, you're that's, a, that's a great question. <laughs> 50 hit points. Maybe it was supposed I mean, to be 46. I'll, like, I'll take the 64 if 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 you're cool with that. Like I'm I'm happy with that. Maybe it was supposed to be 46. Uh, what is your <laughs> bonus to hit? Uh, that's what I'm checking. So I did get new saves, so I'll have to do that. Let me find the Thacko chart. Calculating Thacko. Here we go. Priest at level 10. I do go up by two. So on my sheet, I'm at plus eight with Harvest Moon. So I'm now at plus 10 with Harvest Moon. Plus 10 is... and it's D8 plus three damage? Yes. Okay. Uh, for being level 10, that's plus six as my base two hit. And then your AC is 18 slash 20? 22 now, I think. 18, ooh. So is that going to be 19 slash 22? Uh, 20 slash 22 with the shield. Okay, 20 slash 22. I use a small shield so that I can cast spells with it. Perfect. Um, uh, and then, my do you have my saves on that sheet? Because those already went up. Uh, I know I don't put the saves here. Okay. Just I will that noted. I think everything just went up by one. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Oh, that's why it's not saving. There we go. Alright. One character left. So, two weeks pass. You have dammed the river. Uh, you've brought it up high enough that the barrier does indeed sort of now it kind of dips down to fill the void it's no longer this dark this uh, sharp wall that mm-hmm. the barrier can't cross it now kind of like dips in through the sides that come down and crosses mm-hmm. and is to the best of your understanding fully complete perfect yeah we'll probably want to send out people to like reinforce this more but this should hold at least in the short term mm-hmm. Just to kind of go over some other things that would happen that I think we need to touch on, but we don't have to spend a lot of time on. Throughout the course of the two weeks, various groups that you guys had called will find their way here for one reason or another. Mm -hmm. Um, Barrier goes down and then it goes back up and everyone's sort of wondering why and what happened. And slowly they will come through, see what you're doing, Darf will tell them the tale as you toil with the dam building and they will head off their job complete. Many of their friends have met similar fates to yours and they have duties to attend to. They have families back home. Some of them are engaged in wars or protracted sieges um, and the coalition slowly dissolves as it becomes clear that things are going to be okay here, or at least for now. For now, yeah. Some of the clerics will tell you to call upon them again should you need them. The I warriors ask, will... If one of them has the ability to do like gates or dimensional folding, I'll ask if they can stick around for a few days. Yeah, someone will stick around for a few days. <laughs> um, one of the kindly old gentlemen who uh, kind of thought this was going to be his last day sticks around. He tells you that he was one of the people that was deployed. He was uh, put in the gate, the the pylons underwater, and that uh, underwater they had no problems. They didn't see a single demon the entire time. But, oh, you know, perfect. 
saw weird sea monsters and fish things, and some sea elves came up to them, but that's about it. It's interesting. They seem to avoid the water. They don't. I don't. I don't know what to make of that, but hopefully, that's good for us. Eventually, he will gate you back home. Um, Darf asks if he should be coming with you or staying behind. He does have things to do. He's got uh, a revenge mission to plot. But, you uh, have things to do? Oh, Are you yeah. still there? Well, you know, Count Vicious fucked over my entire village. I want revenge. I got plans to make. Why don't you uh, come with me, Darth? Maybe we can uh, plot that revenge together. All right, he'll come with you. Uh, he'll gather up the various bits of magical gear and dragon armor and dimension gate back to... Yep. I'll, I'll rapport with the cleric so that they know where they're sending me. I'll, I'll give them, like, memories of the location. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I believe between the, the gating <laughs> cleric and the 10th level cleric, it shouldn't be hard to get you home. Yeah, it's just there's the aging thing if he doesn't know where he's sending us. Right. Well, you arrive back in Bon Theris. Uh Back in your little home. Yep. Your, your house. Uh, Darf comes in. You guys are sort of cakes with dirt and mud. Jeeves and Miss Muffin show up as you approach the door. Uh, surprised to see you. Jeeves looks at you and Darf and says, Welcome! Welcome home! How'd it go? Are the demons defeated? For now. Oh, splendid, splendid. We, we've been having pies made. We weren't sure when you would be coming back, but there's there's a pie ready for you. Wonderful. Is my wife here? She is. Yes, she and the the, the little girl or uh, the, the child are out in the backyard playing. Wonderful. I feel like I could sleep for a week. Perhaps I'll go see them. Of course. When you're ready, there'll be a pie waiting for you. Uh, Darf, meanwhile, beelines to the kitchen. Yeah, at some point, and... I'm going to, I'm gonna before I go, I'm going to take Jeeves to the side and say, Jeeves, I have some uh, some unfortunate news. On the battlefield, Malachi met his death. What do you mean, sir? Malachi's dead, Jeeves. And? He's gone. When is he coming home? He's not. Malachi's dead, Jeeves. Are you sure? He's a tricksy one, Master Malachi. Many a time I've wished for his death and it's never come true. Well, well, it finally happened, Jeeves, because I, I saw his body for myself. Oh. I see. I just... I suppose Darf can have his pie then. I, uh, I just thought you should know. Of course, Master Van Heels. I, I know you two were close. I'm, I'm sorry. 
I'll go get Darf his pie now. Is there anything else, Master Van Helsing? Let's drink tonight. In his in his memory. As you wish, sir. I'll kind and, of uh, uh, clap him on the shoulder, and we'll go about our ways. Yeah. Your wife, the High Princess of Drekus, is out in the backyard with your child, who you have spent, unfortunately, very little time with throughout all of these endeavors. Um, but, you know, the children of great men rarely see their fathers. That's just the way of the world. And now what? Uh, I guess I, I spend some time <laughs> with my wife and kid. Yeah. For, for we... the first time. Does, do you remember their names? Uh, Lissandra. I don't remember if she told me the baby's name, actually. Good. I'm not the only one who doesn't remember. Um... Chat, chat will probably know. Oh, they chose Robert. Okay. Robert? Okay, it's Robert. Okay. Woo! All right. Lissandra and little Bobby. Yep. Okay. Well, you spend some time with them. Your wife is sort of happy to see you. Uh, she'll make some sort of charisma check to see the pain on your face uh, and will gently not ask about it until a little later mm -hmm. after you've had a little time to rest and relax uh, at which point she'll want to know all the details yep I'll, I'll go over uh, what happened um, and at the end she'll ask you so the demons in Heatstroke are not defeated, but imprisoned Detained. for the foreseeable yep. future. Yeah, the uh, the final resolution of that, I think, is going to be somebody else's work. Not to not to sound too lazy, but I think I've done plenty here. Somebody else can deal with the uh, can deal with the rest. You've done more than enough. It's time for you to rest now. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll see the logistics of sending out a few workers. To the uh, the dam that I created, reinforce it a bit, make it make it stronger. But I don't need to go there personally for that. And then there's only one thing I have left to do, and then I think I have earned a bit of a retirement, at least for do now. You, do you tell her the the story of Helen and Malachi? No, I don't. I don't bring that up. Okay. She asked what this one last thing you have to do is. Then I have to go meet with somebody. And then a bit of a retirement, a reprieve. At the very least, yes. Good. I haven't spent nearly as much time with you as I would like. I think I've earned at least that much. Well, we'll be here, waiting. Do what you must. And when you're done, come home to us. So, a few days later... Mm-hmm after you've had a bit of time to yourself and maybe set up some logistics of sending people somewhere. Um, it's time for that last thing. 
Yeah, I do want to uh, send out some letters at the very least. Um, I'll go talk to the cleric in town. I'll send a letter to the high cleric in... Uh, shit, what's it called? W Wickthron Verbrenta. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to start sending out letters to people, let them know that things have been contained. I'll see if I can work with the cleric in town to send some stonemasons out to Heatstroke to uh, build up the dam out there because we want to reinforce it as much as possible because that's the one non-magical part of the barrier. Mm -hmm. The cleric will tell you that in your absence, things have not gone as well with the war as they had hoped. Um, the dragon, Scoria, has all but destroyed the city town of Bridgegate, has... Uh, done considerable damage to Ralwick and its surrounding areas, but those places have been reinforced with huge artillery batteries mm. and that uh, enemy forces have been sort of massing near Old Voden after the siege there was finally broken by Scoria. There is concern that Bontheris may be the first or second target in a counter-invasion from Mystria should they ever be able to mass the people to do so. Right now, they certainly don't have the forces. And uh, if you do venture outside of your town and head towards Montheris, you will see that it is a heavily... I guess you must because you're talking to the cleric. You will mm -hmm. see that there are army camps aplenty surrounding Bontheris, both on the, along the River Voden and the Crack River. Um, so the town is fairly militarized right now. And a lot of the workers are employed building dikes and in um, battlements, uh, chopping trees. You know, there, there's a lot of work being put into the military defense of Bon Theris with the expectation that it may come under siege this year or maybe next year. Uh, Stonemasons are set to work on repairing walls and are sort of in high demand right now. Great. Um, okay. Well. <sighs> Out of I one mess and into another. Yeah. Where is that one place with all the dwarves again? Uh, either Gold Hill or Roxas. Roxas, was it? Where, where is that located on the map? I, will yeah, I, can't, I can't find anything on here. Okay. Um, I'm going to find like a bird, and I'm going to cast a messenger on it to send a letter to the dwarves there and ask if they have any spare stone masons that they can send to Heatstroke. Okay. Uh, let them know the, the urgency of it, but that it is relatively safe. Um, and I'll probably attach some money for them to hire, like, a guard to go with them. Sure. Uh, since it's a bird, it probably won't be able to carry much. Maybe some, maybe yeah, a gem, a or oh, right, instead right. of yeah, a... I, I have some valuable gold. gems, for sure, so I can... Perfect. I can in the pouch. Perfect. Yeah, you can attach the letter and a, a nice gem in the pouch, and the bird will fly off towards Roxas. Uh, the bird, as long as it can make it there in ten days... It will do so, and I do uh, believe yeah. a bird can go 200 miles in 10 days. Yeah, That's like 10 miles a day. Easy peasy. Yeah. Um, and then... Oh, and then I can just tell it where to go. I've seen the council building before, so I just tell it to like land at the council building right. and address the letter to one of the dwarves. And I'd probably write it in Dwarven, actually, since I speak the language. Perfect. That can be assumed to more or less work out. Those dwarves have helped you thus far with yep. uh, tasks. And, um... All right. That's taken care of. 
perfect. Um, all right. And then where's this place? Is it Bar Baravia or Bavaria? I can't remember. Barovia. Barovia. Bavaria is a real place, isn't it? Bavaria is a province in Germany. Yeah. I don't know if they're provinces. They're not states. I don't know the technical term for sure. German stuff. I, I can't see things in my head, so geography is not one of my uh, one of my strong suits. Hmm. So the locations of places doesn't go too well for me. Where where is it on this map? Barovia. Yeah. It is going to be just south of the Warmwood, so like over here somewhere. Oh, that's not too far away. Uh, somewhere in this region. That's Maybe it would have been faster. I see why she wanted to walk back to her village now. <laughs> I assume she was from further away. Yeah. They didn't get swallowed up by the demons? Apparently not. That's disturbingly close to fortune. I don't know how much I like this. Well, it is what it is. I'm wondering if there's a better option here. I'm friends with that one, uh, that one cleric, the, uh, I forget all the gods' names. The the soul cleric? Falumbra. Falumbra. I wonder if we could just like grab Malachi's soul and like bind it to an object as a temporary measure. Because I don't know how much I like this creepy necromancer person. Are we sure that she's a necromancer? No, but like she's probably a necromancer. Probably. Yeah. Hmm. Well, this seems like a very bad idea. The fact that she hasn't been swallowed up by demons and is so close to fortune makes me think that she's working with Vicious. Do you want to go to break here and give me a few minutes? Yeah, to think this of course. Right. We're just about break time anyway, so we'll see you on the other side of our break with a little more Hardcore Heroes. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Hardcore Heroes. So, Van Helsing. Temporary soul survivor. Yep. Of the core party, at least. Darf is still around. He's out there playing with little Robert. Yeah. As you go about your duties. Which um, include... I'm going to fly down Jeeves after about a day. I'm going to say, Jeeves, I, it'd be good if you could come with me for for a journey. Of course, Master Van Helsing. I don't know. It, it might come to nothing. You may not do anything by the end of it, but just in case, it'd be good if you were there. What, what do you need me to do, my lord? I just need sorry, your presence. Your highness. It's just call me Van. Let's stick to Master Van. That, Master one, Van. that one was fine. <clears throat> Where are we going? Place Should called. I get the carriage? Oh, no, no, no. That's fine. I can take care of that. And I'll, uh, I'll so. I mean, unfailing endurance us first. 
and then I'll uh, I'll solipsism us a uh, a palanquin uh, carried by like a dozen uh, incredibly buff shirtless men. I remember when I used to look like that. <laughs> Those were the days. We all grow old eventually, Jeeves. You seem to be young still. Perhaps oh, speaking forever. of, did I did I pick up Malachi's amulet that let him like age slower while he was wearing it? Uh, you picked up all of his magic gear, right? Yeah, it's in there. Oh, sweet! All right, I, I am young, and <laughs> apparently, I'm going to be young for a while still, Jeeves. The gods do have their favorites. I suppose it's only natural for a cleric of Chis to never truly fade away. Eh, well, eventually we all die. Yes, my lord. All right. Uh, and I guess we, we will travel cross-country out of the... out of Bontheris. Ooh, we'd have to go through War Torn Land. Should we take a ship first? Maybe we should take a ship first. Whatever you say, my lord. But uh, you will be able to find a ship in Bontheris okay. that will take you all the way over to where are you going? Uh probably just like around like just south of the firewood, I think is what it's called. The one near Anvil. Mm -hmm. Just like around here, or maybe up to here. Whichever one works works sure. for them. Yeah, you can get a ship. It'll take you there. It'll take yep. a little over a week or so. I think we are entering into June by now. Mm -hmm. um, and you can land near the firewood, near the Perfect. ruins of Anvil is probably going to be the best place. Mm -hmm. um, there's some question as to whether or not Anvil is actually safe to dock at because there's still like a port there, but the town is dead. You could just row us to shore. We don't need to go into Anvil. The boat will sit out beyond the break waters and they'll put uh, you guys in a little dinghy and row you over. What things did you gather from your house? Uh, food is one of the only things that I really brought, like all the, all the normal equipment. I left most of, I left some of Malachi's stuff. I brought his books. I have the Staff of Light because I'm not sure if I can use it or not. And I feel like that might be useful. Um. I should probably so, yeah. test that, actually. Yeah, why don't you tell us what it is that you think would be the proper lure for Malachi's soul? What do you think it is that he might love more than anything else or be It's either drawn to? his spellbooks or Jeeves are my first two guesses. That's why I brought Jeeves with me. Um, maybe Van? I could see Van being in there, but I'm there by default anyways, so mm -hmm. either way, we've got a lure. I'm pretty confident that one of it's these three the things. Spellbooks or Jeeves. Okay. Yeah. There's nothing else he loved out there. Um, money wasn't a thing of his, right? He, I mean, he, you know, money was a means to an end for Malachi. Yeah. He never, he didn't have a girlfriend or a wife or a child. No. And like, he was pretty up on his reputation, but I think like he was up on his reputation because he wanted respect from the people that he cared about, like Jeeves. Mm-hmm. Yeah didn't have anything that he didn't have he any loves people. doors <laughs> right the only people in his life were you and Jeeves everyone else was clearly second or third even Darf was not that important to him 
I mean, you know, a friend. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But I, I think but... I think Jeeves was definitely his number one. Okay. You guys can row into the port of Anvil. The city lies destroyed, walls toppled, dry, burned out remains of wooden buildings, stone buildings blackened with fire but still standing. Rats scurry through the streets. Deer are standing around, eating at whatever remains. How many magic Wild rings can you wear at a time? Is it two? Two. One, one on each hand. hand, yeah. Specifically on the ring finger of each hand, there's a, a vein that runs from directly from your heart to that finger, and that's where the, the magic resides. Cool. All right, so I've got both the ring of featherfall and the ring of fire resistance then. Okay. And you're wearing the amulet of the elves? Isn't it just a token that you carry on you? Sure. You don't have to sure wear you... it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then I have the staff of light, which I probably use as like a walking stick. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna test it at some point, actually, see if I can like use any of its powers. I'm not sure if you mm-hmm. have to be a wizard or not. Yeah, it certainly doesn't respond to any of your commands. Oh, if it doesn't work for me at all, then I'll just leave it at home. Okay. Um, can I use wands as a as a cleric? Use what? Wands. Wands. Wands that have clerical spells. Yes. Wands okay, that have so I can't use... arcane spells. No. Wait, can't everyone use wands though? Mm-mm. I don't think so. Maybe making me doubt myself. Let me double check. I could be yeah. full of crap. I thought that was part of the reason that wands were so cool. Let me <laughs> shit. Hold on. Money, magical items, artifacts. Magical items. Uh, magic items. Wands. Here we go. Wands. Oh, that's a table. Wands. DM's option: one percent of all wands can be trapped to backfire. That's a dick move. Legit. When created, wands typically contain these charges. Wands never have greater number. Must be recharged. There, some items are class restricted. Looking, and I'm not seeing anything about. I actually don't see much about wands in here. Yeah. I'm looking at the DMG. Yeah, I'm looking at the treasure side of the DMG. Hmm. No, I'm not seeing anything uh, here about them being class locked, but some things certainly are, and I thought raw wands were one of them. Um, Wands. I don't think that's too e. Uh, huh. Class locked. I can't. I can't see find anything, anything on it though. Check the class section in the PHP. I don't think they would do wands under classes. Maybe it's in the PHP though. That that would be useful information in the PHP to let you know whether or not you can use them. So let's take a look. Yeah. 
movement, spell list, treasure, probably magical items. Wands are commonly used by wizards, along the magic. Staves can be used by either a wizard or a priest. Oh, apparently priests can use stabs too. Oh, really? It says stabs can be used by either a wizard or a priest. Does it matter which staff type? I don't know. This is in the like, PHB. Right, right, okay. See how free with the Kapam were no wand staff. By mirror set or handling, careful research, or helping the ABC potential store. Each use drains them slightly, there's no power. A wizard or a priest. First call. Let me look at like specific stabs and see if they mention like a class lock on them. Because if there's no class lock on the stabs themselves, then you would assume it's just yeah. like any cleric or priest. I agree. Maybe you would can it say use the class lock them. under the item list? Yeah, it would probably say like staff staff of blah 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 can only be used. Oh by... yeah. Okay, so some of them will list it, um, and then some don't, which probably means that they're not class locked. So, like, if you look at the, uh, we can check the wands section, actually. Yeah, so some wands are listed as wizard only, and some aren't. Okay. And then stabs, I guess it depends, because the Staff of Light is a special item, so I guess it depends. But most stabs are not wizard only, interestingly. The only two I see that are only for wizards are the Magi and Power Stabs. And then everything else is either not class locked or priest plus wizard or druid. Hmm. And the the one that I have is not wizard only. What one do you have? Detection. Size alteration. Size alteration. Okay. Figure that might be useful in a pinch. Yeah. Wand of. Size alteration does not list wizard only. The target need not make a saving throw. Does not mention wizard or cleric within it. Okay, I will go ahead and say that you can use this. Well, yeah, go okay. for it. Um, and what about the staff side? of light? Let's see. Staff of light was a custom item for a custom wizard. Do you know its abilities off the top of your head? I'd have to. Check uh, Malachi can send them to me. I remember. Some, I know you could like tap it on the ground to illuminate any like grounded creatures within sixty mm -hmm. or hundred feet. Mm -hmm. um, there was. You can make like a flash with it. I remember to like blind people. It's probably on the wiki actually. Oh, clerics can use, somebody found a, a passage for it. Use a fair number of magical items, including priest scrolls, most potions and rings, some wands and rods, stabs, armor, shields, and magical versions of any weapons allowed by their order. Uh, let me... Staff of Light. Shines light at will, touch negate magical darkness permanently, uh, wave, light torches, candles, campfires, and other objects that be rid. Cast Ray of Light to blind, 2d6 turns are permanently, choice of caster once per day, out of the staff, twice per day, illuminate all creatures, four per day, fill current room and all adjacent rooms with light. Okay. I guess this seems uh, like it can be used by either wizard or cleric, so you can use them both. Cool. All right. All right. Yeah, I'll take the Staff of Light with me then. That seems uh, useful. 
And Did, you left this dark charges at all, or is it not a charge based mm -hmm. staff? Not a charge based staff, it's a uh, per day. So I think okay. it's got two or three things that can be used uh, at will, and then yeah, something and then that's once per day, twice per day, day four times four. per day. Okay, got it. Okay. Sweet. And you left Darf back in Bontheris. Yes, Darf is not coming to this one. So it's you and Jeeves. Yep. Walking uh, going across by, by shirtless palanquin. Walking across the Golden Sea by shirtless palanquin. Uh, Plains View is going to be right on your way. If you try to go out of your way, you can probably find it. Or you can just ignore it and probably not pass it at all. Yeah, I'll just pass it. All right. You walk, or are carried, is more apt, uh, for her, let's see, 75 miles, going about 20 miles a day, is going to be about three and a half days to get there. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, technically, you... I think we can go faster, because we never have to stop. <laughs> That's true. What's the duration of your spell? Infinite. <laughs> Solipsism goes as long as I concentrate on it, and I don't have to sleep because of unfailing endurance. Well then, <laughs> you can be there rather quickly, as yeah. quickly as you like. Um, you will find a village at some point, somewhere in the plains, and uh, since you've never been to the one that you're looking for, I guess you'll have to ask for directions? Yeah, I guess I... She gave me a description of her temple, right? She said it was just in the middle of the village and that anyone, any of her people would be able to show you there. Okay. Um, I'm going to get sort of the layout of this town and sort of ask around about this place when we first arrive. And I'm also going to find, like, an inn, hopefully, that I can uh, put Jeeves in because I'm still not sure what we're going to do okay. here. This might not end well for any parties involved, so let's keep Jeeves out of the uh, out of the thick yeah. of it for now. Um, it'll, the first village you come across is not the one you're looking for, but when you ask for directions to Barovia, they will point you in the right way. And after passing two or three small villages, you come across Barovia. It's a tiny little town in the middle of the Golden Sea. It lies between two hills where there's a small creek that bisects the town. You can see a church in the middle with a tall steeple. All the other buildings are single-story, thatched roofs, mud-brick walls. The church is made of stone with a, a wood-shingled roof. There aren't a lot of trees around here, but few ones there are are in town, giving people shade. There's maybe 60 buildings in town total, not including outlying farm villages or um, farm, farm houses, I should say. You can see some fenced-off pastures where there are goats being kept. Uh, some cows are being kept over here. Some sheep over there. Someone's trying to scratch out a meager living... Uh, what do you call it? Tilling the soil and trying to farm crops, but in this big open plain, there's not often a lot of rainfall, so it's just that one little creek that has to supply all the water. So there's not much in the way of actual crops. Uh, the people in the village are going about their day as this palanquin filled with strong... Actually, they have to choose to believe it, right? 
Yeah, so they see us probably like floating in a slightly hazy like mass, and then they like mm-hmm. probably try to believe what they're seeing by scrubbing their eyes and they maybe see the palanquin. Yeah. They will probably when they when you leave, they will probably talk amongst themselves and someone will say they saw you carried by a dozen men and someone else will be like, That's ridiculous, I saw and there was We're nothing. On a cloud of someone- vapor. <laughs> yeah, there was just like this fuzziness around it. Um, they will inevitably argue over the reality of the situation. But here you arrive in Barovia, uh, to the surprise of the villagers. Mm-hmm. A literal prince in plate mail showing up in their little backwater town. Um, I'm going to go around and talk to some people. And I, like, when I'm talking to people, I'll probably mostly engage in small talk, but I'm also trying to kind of gauge. Like, I'm expecting people to be nervous around me, but I also mm-hmm. want to try and gauge their their demeanor in general. Do these look like kind of run-down people? Do they look like they're relatively content? That's kind of what I'm what I'm aiming for, what I'm going to try and kind uh, of Mostly they're, like, blown away <laughs> by you arriving here. This, like, mm-hmm. handsome prince in plate mail with a shield and this butler next to him, and you've got you know, a staff and this sword and the sword is clearly magical and this like fancy armor. Um, there's lots of stumbling over their words and yes, my lording, no, my lording, uh, awkwardness, but Hmm. they'll answer your questions. Of course, as you put them to them, they, I mean, them looking excited is probably a good sign that this place isn't like an absolute hellhole, right? Yeah. Cause we, we went over fortune, right? And that place looked terrible. It looked miserable. This does not quite look like fortune. Certainly, like, at a certain point, all shitty little villages out in the middle of nowhere during hard times are going to have, like, a depressed atmosphere around it. Right, but this isn't that. (laughs) Right, this is not sort of like the soulless, empty, haunted eyes of people who live under the uh, rule of a dark lord. This is more Mm -hmm. of just the, like, well, shit, life has been hard for a long time and Mm -hmm. whatnot. Um, What sort of information do you try to get out of them? Uh, I mean, it's probably just small talk. So I'm asking, like, you know, how how have things been going lately? Have you had any issues with the demons? Have you seen any of them? That kind of stuff. Right. So they will tell you that the demons never quite made it out here. That some mm-hmm. of the people in this village did evacuate when they when um, some riders came through shouting about demons coming, but most people stayed. And then uh, the demons never came, and they thought it was a bunch of hubble until some people tried to bring their animals into Plainsview to sell them, only to find that Plainsview was ruined and destroyed with nothing left in it. And at that point, they sort of realized what had happened, but the demons never arrived, and they sort of were always braced for disaster that never quite struck, and they count themselves lucky, uh, and they like to praise the gods for their good fortune. Mm-hmm. Okay. I guess I'll... I mean, I, I can find the temple, right? The, t- the, the oh, yeah. church stood out, yeah. Alright, yeah. I'll just make my way to the church and go uh, meet up with Helen. Okay. You arrive at the church... 
it's made of stone, has wood shingles on the roof, a tall spire that reaches up to maybe 40 feet at the very peak of it, not that you could actually walk up that high. Um, and inside the temple, you'll find a few practitioners worshipping. Um, you'll find a couple of priests and priestesses there as well. None of one looks like Helen or matches her description. Uh, I'll probably wait for somebody to finish up with their with their mm -hmm. prayers. Wait for wait for somebody to come up to me, I guess, and then ask after her. Yeah, uh, they will not look too surprised, and they'll say, "Oh, Lady Helen said that there would be a strange, fair-haired um, traveler arriving. She is down below. Um, her workshop is uh, in the old crypts." See what can you uh, what can you tell me about her, Lady Helen? Yes, she is very kind and compassionate. Uh, she does her best for the people, and <clears throat> we've had our disagreements with her. She is a what we would call a fallen cleric, and at first we we didn't want anything to do with her her sacrilegious ways, but. She never really pushed her philosophies on anyone. And she brings hope to some people and helps others. Uh, she a, was a trained medic. She once followed uh, Martha, and while she no longer has her uh, healing spells, she still can stitch a wound and bandage it well. She's been a good worker here. Hmm. She often travels uh, great distances and has gone for long periods of time, but she always returns, and um, when she brings back money, she hands it out to the poor. Uh, she helped us build this temple up from what it was before into what you see now. She's a, a one in a million. A, a spiritual woman who has no reverence for the gods, but makes her home in a temple and serves the people as if she were a true cleric, despite speaking openly against the gods. I have known her many years, and I have no idea what to make of her, other than she has been of great service to our people. I see. Thank you. Of course. Uh, what brings you to our little town, is, if I may inquire? I had business with her, and I, uh, I suppose I should go and speak with her. Of course. He points to the crypts. There's a staircase on the back left side of the temple. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a wonder here, Neil. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, if I see a person, right, and they're within 30 yards... Do I need to have, like, let's say I were looking at somebody through a reflecting pool. Mm -hmm. Would I be able to cast a spell that targets them specifically if I can see them through the reflecting pool and they're within 30 yards, even if that's not a direct line of sight, technically? I think reflecting pool, like, 
because it's not uh, crystal i'm not trying to send it through the reflecting pool so much as i'm trying because oh. it's not it's not like a fireball or something right it's not like a, a magic i see what you're saying like if they're within 30 feet of you but on the other side of the wall but you have line yeah, of but sight I have a reflecting, a reflecting pool, pool so i can see them oh can my I, god can i use a targeted spell that doesn't like travel it just targets them i have no idea that's such a clever idea I guess it would really come down to the type of spell. Like a fireball, for example, does travel from person to person. A hold person spell doesn't necessarily. It's, I it's think more you, like the hold, the hold person spell. Right. I think you would still need a certain amount of line of effect. Like if there was magical darkness blocking the two of you, but you were able to like, you know, a, an infinitely thin wall of darkness and she was on the other side and you reflecting pool to her, you would have line of effect and then you would create line of sight okay. magically. So it would be fine. In that but case, if she's like on the other side of a stone and lead wall, probably not. Mm -hmm. If, if you would have line of sight and effect on the ethereal plane is probably a good way of judging whether or not it would work. Um, I guess the other thing I'm getting at is that this this spell, they don't know that it's been casted on them. So the other thing is, how discreetly can this be casted in the first place? I don't know what spell you're talking about. It's called Thought Broadcast. Ooh. The duration of the spell, everyone within 30 yards of the subject senses the subject's thoughts, making it impossible for him to lie keep secrets, conceal motives, etc. The subject is not aware that his thoughts are being sensed. Everyone who senses these thoughts, on the other hand, knows their source. Broadcast only the surface thoughts, motivations, not memories. There's no yeah, so if I ask them a question, way. they'll think the answer, essentially. Right. What was the, the question you posed to me again? How discreetly can you even cast this spell if they don't, like, they don't necessarily know that you've cast it on them, but it does have, like, somatic and verbal components, so how exactly does this work? Well, you have to, ins the material component is a small balloon that the priest inflates upon casting. Mm -hmm. So I think it's pretty obvious that you're going to be casting a spell. Okay. It's got I, all I the components. Around that then. Uh. And for our purposes, a balloon is going to be like a, a sheep's bladder tied on one end or something. <laughs> I just really like the idea of I just I just like blow into it until it pops. <laughs> uh, all right, I, I have another. I have an. She'll probably know that I'm casting spells, but that's okay. I've got I've got thoughts for that. All right. It is cool within the confines of the temple, but outside it is in the blazing June light in the middle of the Golden Sea. It's a hot and dusty day. The rainstorm that pounded this area ended weeks ago now. And, um... Well, here you are. Mm -hmm. You've definitely noticed that there's a, a small group of people that have followed you abandoning their work for the day, or at least for the time, to come poke their heads in the temple or watch from afar as the shining golden prince comes to their tiny little temple. Mm-hmm. Uh... Okay, I'm good. 
Have, sorry, have I gone into the crypt yet? I haven't walked down. Not yet. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna head into the crypt. What do you do with Jeeves? Uh, I tell him to stay outside for now. He's he's okay. just gonna mingle with villagers right now. So he's not even in the temple. He's just outside. Yeah, I don't want him the in the people. temple. Yeah. Okay. All right. You head down the steps and into the crypt. Mm-hmm. Um, first thing I'm gonna do before I even go any further in, I'm gonna go and cast um negative plane protection on myself. Mm-hmm. That's gonna last about two hours. Okay. Uh, and then I'm gonna go look around for for uh, Helen. Okay. Uh, you will find Helen. Um, she is within the crypts. There is a there are a couple of rooms right at the beginning of the crypts. These are rooms where people might prepare the bodies of the dead to be interred, where you might have the supplies to expand the crypts, tools of the trade, that sorts of stuff. One of these rooms she has taken over. You can tell by the new door that is on it um, and a little sign that hangs from it that says... Um, not, what's the... What's the sign that you hang on a hotel door? What does it say? It doesn't say keep out. It doesn't say keep quiet. It says, like, busy or, you know what I'm saying? Do not disturb. Got it. There's a, a little do not disturb sign hanging from a nail in the door. Hmm. Uh, well, I'm going to tap on the door and disturb her. <laughs> um, a few moments later, the door opens and Helen is standing there before you. She looks a little surprised to see you, regains her composure and opens the door fully for you, gesturing inside. You can see in the middle of the room, there is a slab on which there is a body and another slab on which there are bones. The body is that of a... of a middle-aged woman, maybe in her 40s or something. Uh, and mm-hmm. the bones look a lot like the bones of Malachi. A little bit of flesh still attached to them. Yep. Uh, the room is nice and cold because it's underground. And you can see that there are benches lining the walls with all sorts of embalming fluids and tools that one might use as an undertaker, um, as mm-hmm. well as some healing supplies, a couple of books, some journals, um, and then some odd bits and pieces that you can't quite place or make few alchemical potions sit around uh, she motions you to enter and says I'm glad you could make it did you as am I Uh, hold on this is delicate work that we're doing here I'd see that this work remains private I've become a bit cautious as of late I'm gonna start preparing a few rituals here so first I'm gonna cast ethereal barrier across this room um Mm mm-hmm uh, so basically, I need to line up basically chalk squares along the room. I can cover walls and ceiling and floor, uh, and I'm gonna line up this whole room. I use some lead as well, mm-hmm. uh, and I can ethereal barrier this whole room, and it blocks any passage by extra dimensional creatures. Okay, ethereal barrier is two ten foot squares per level, so you get twenty ten foot yeah, squares. Yeah, it's no problem. <laughs> which is more than enough to cover this entire room. The room might be like fifteen by fifteen, so you easily. Mm-hmm do the whole thing. Um, if I were to light up any grounded creatures that happen to be invisible, would that cause them to start shining invisibly? Probably 
not. I mean, they'd be giving off light around them, right? Like if I held a torch, right, and I was An invisible, invisible you torch, the torch will shed light. See. It'll shed light. So if I illuminate them, they'll start shedding light if they're in the room, but invisible, right? I suppose you might be able to, based on the shadows cast by the light, you might be able to tell the location, but you wouldn't see like a shimmering outline. It would just be no, like. But I would, I would know there's somebody there because I'd see them giving off light. Right. It would change the lighting in the room significantly. Okay. I'm going to uh, thud the staff on the ground and illuminate all grounded creatures. Just the two of you light up, but give me a perception okay. check anyway, because the two of you are creating a lot of light in this 15 by 15 room. Maybe there's something so close that it's I, hiding I in the light. It looks right. fine. It looks like it's just uh, the two of you. Next, I'm going to cast Thought Broadcast, and I'm going to target Helen with it. Um, okay. She stands there sort of waiting for you to cast all these spells, not standing in your way. Mm -hmm. uh, um, does she get a saving throw? If she tries to resist, she will get a save, but she doesn't have to. So she's okay. expecting, like, maybe I'm going to cast magic on her during this whole process. She might just forgo the save. Yeah. But at some point, I start, like, blowing into the balloon, and then I guess when I, like, tie it off, um, I say it's to hold in our breath to make sure it doesn't escape this room. And then the spell goes off. Okay. Uh, the spell goes off. All right. <sighs> All right. Do I have anything else I want to throw out here? Like, actual things to be safe? I already put negative plane protection on myself. So... I think we're good, actually. Um, ooh, just in case, I'm gonna, how long does free action last? A turn per level? Yeah, I'm gonna go and cast free action on myself, just in case. Okay, it's a good spell to have on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, right. The spells um, have been I'm going cast. to say, are we prepared? And we'll see if I, uh, if I get a thought broadcast in response. She says, not yet but you get no broadcast of thoughts. Shit. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm going to cast another another spell here. check how long this goes. Okay. I'm going to cast Protection from Evil on myself. Um, and at some point, I'm going to, like, gesture for her to walk over to me, right? Like, I'm just going to go into the conversation here, right? We're going to stop talking. But at some point, I'm going to, like, walk up to the table. I'm going to start examining the current process. I'm going to see if she can, like, walk up to me. And I want to see if she can come within a foot of me during this okay. process. Okay. Um... So what is the conversation? What is the, the bait you're using to test her out here? Uh, I guess I'm going to start saying, like, so what exactly is this process? I'm still vague on the details. Well, we need a spirit lure. Something that he values, valued, that will attract his soul. Then I amplify it. So it will pierce the shroud and reach into the spirit plane so that his spirit will see it. It will also draw forth any other spirits that are about that might be attracted to it as well. 
So the next step is to single out his soul from the others and then bind it to his flesh, which is a broad term. His bones will work as well. And it will force his spirit back into his bones. However, his bones ought to be made more whole than that. I'm not sure how it would work if he was just bone. I assume, maybe falsely, that flesh may need be attached to it. And then he, she looks to the woman and looks to you and goes, I'm sorry, if there was some confusion, this is a recently dead person from our village. It has nothing to do with this. She's just being prepared for embalming on her own. Um, I see. Yes. Uh, and then we tie his spirit to his bones or whatever other vessel we can create for him that is made of him and maybe other things. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is mostly it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm like walking around the room a little bit while this is happening. Are there any like open books at some point? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll start. I'll start like looking around and carry on the conversation. Like ask about some of the things that she has lying around. Really, my goal is for her to at some point attempt to walk up and get within a foot of me. Right. The first book you look at is a, a simple anatomy book. Um, you know, it shows the locations of organs and everything. And there's a little note about you know when embalming, take care to make sure to remove this organ and this organ and you know, you can leave them back in, but only if you soak them in this thing for so long, and this is how you make that fluid and whatnot. It seems pretty mundane. Mm-hmm. Um, there are plenty of books on the shelves, most of them having to do with the proper ways to entour bodies. Um, there are uh, a collection of books on a low shelf in a script you do not read, uh, I think. What languages do you speak? Dwarven, uh, common, and then rudimentary halfling. Yeah. Uh, there, There's a book here that you don't understand. Um, you've not seen its script before. It doesn't look like elven. It's certainly not dwarven or halfling or anything like that. Um, this is like a, I guess it's like three or four books stacked together on a shelf. Call it four books for now. Okay. Uh, at any point, does does she like walk up next to me during any of this conversation? She's staying pretty still. We're near the door where she lets you in. Mm-hmm. Um, and you walk around, inspect her lab, ask some questions, and then she has some questions of her own for you. Okay. <clears throat> Those spells you cast, I recognized... Maybe one of them, but the others I I didn't recognize. And again, still no thoughts coming from her. Mm -hmm. What were you casting? Me? Mm -hmm. The first one was an ethereal barrier. It'll block any passage from extra-dimensional creatures. It's uh, something I've gotten a little bit used to. I've had a, a few too many instances of... Not just spirits, but when you teleport around as much as I do, the ability to block extra-dimensional travel is uh, pretty handy. Understood. I've teleported into rooms before and uh, fought creatures inside. I'd rather not be on the receiving end of such an experience. Understandable. Uh, I also protected myself from evil in the case of such an ambush. 
That's the one I recognized. Oh, the mid- I told you. That catches our breath. What does that mean, catches our breath? If you were to attempt to peer into this room audibly, so you can clairvoyance a room, correct? And you could see what's going on inside, mm. but you could clairaudience a room as well and hear what's going on inside. I see. You have many enemies, it appears. Doesn't hurt to be careful. When you've journeyed as much as I have, you, uh, even people who hold no ill will to me may be interested in what I what I know and what I possess. You'll notice that a crystal ball resting on a small little um, stand made of thin little bones in one corner of the room, probably what was in her pouch before. Well, I am not entirely ready with my preparations. Mm -hmm. um, I have most of it down, I think. Do you have the, the lure with you? The spirit me? What exactly May. are you, Helen? I am a woman who seeks to serve the people at the denial of the gods. I think they are cruel and selfless. No, cruel and selfish masters. All of them. Even Martha. I think we are their playthings, and it is our destiny to be their toys. I am simply rebelling against my destiny and serving to aid my companions, my fellow people. see uh, how old does she look she's probably in her she's in that like 2030 range you know late 20s early 30s mm. oh that's a bad age oh no I don't like that I don't like that Neil I don't like that at all no. See, if she was like 60 or 70, I'd be like, okay, probably not like a secret vampire or something, but like 20, 30, no, that's, that's like prime material for secret vampire. I mean, you're a 10th level cleric who's 21, 22? I'm 24, I think. 24? That's, that's fair, but like, Van's a cleric, so clearly not a vampire. <laughs> okay, that's true. She sees the prince pacing about. Is there a problem? I don't know how I feel about this. You're right. I haven't been entirely forthright with you. I cannot promise it for certain. But should we go through with this? I believe your goddess would look very unfavorably upon you. 
there. That's not so much my concern. Which I think I've earned a retirement either way. If I uh, if I lose my connection, then, well, sometimes we pay our prices for the decisions we make. I'm more worried about you, Helen. Me? A strange woman walking to you in the middle of a rainstorm, telling you that she can resurrect your dead friend? Yes. What's ominous exactly about that? that? Just about everything is ominous about that. I understand. Why would you go out of your way to help us? Why were you watching the battle in the first place? How did you even know of it? She points to the crystal ball. I traveled for many years. I met many people. I served my goddess well. And she served me as much as she needed. And when my husband was murdered and my children put in unimaginable agony, I was unable to reach them but could see their suffering, and she gestures to the crystal ball. I asked my goddess to end their suffering one way or the other, make them immune to the pain, or diminish their light. And my goddess said no. And I grew frustrated, and I turned to her sister, Varasi, goddess of death, and begged her to end the lives and the suffering of my children from afar. And she said no. And I watched, because how could I not, as they slowly died in a terrible way. And I realized that the gods are here, helping us to achieve their ends. Ending my children's life was not in would not further the ends of either Varasi or Martha, and so they had no desire to do it. And if our desires conflict with that of the gods, then ours are cast aside for no reason other than it's just not worth their time or attention. You and I know they can work miracles from afar when they want to, and they are selfish in their use of power. And so I looked out for another way. And I found another way. Romancy? Not quite. But though there are those that would not make a distinction between what I do and necromancy. Those people are foolish, narrow-minded... I shall say no more about them, but it is fundamentally different. How so? I don't know how to explain it to you. How would you tell someone the difference between a cleric's light spell and a wizard's light spell? How would you tell a layman 
that the two, which produce nearly identical effects, are fundamentally different in nature. How could you explain that? Other than saying arcane and divine. Isn't that the root of the difference, though? The source that they stem from? One is a miracle granted from the divine and the other is pulled from the earth? In a similar way, necromancy is arcane. But those that practice the arcane arts decide to draw a line over here and say this is not arcane magic, this is necromancy. And anything left of this line is necromancy. And if you look more closely, there are divisions within that, similar to divisions within evocation, divination, conjuration. There is... These areas are so unstudied, we do not have terms for the deviations within them. One might feel free to call it um, charmed or spun or quirky or whatnot. The language around these things has been lost. I have only found four volumes on the topics that stem from a time long, long ago, during the Age of Might. Tell me, Plainsview was sacked by the demons, but they didn't come here? They never made their way just a short few miles to your village? As I understood it, they were drawn to Heatstroke. Plainsview was on the way. Our village was not. They've been swallowing villages all around the area, sacking anything nearby. They destroyed Anvil, which wasn't directly on the way. They've destroyed other villages in the area, but not yours. They did not take Hillsborough. They did destroy Rainwood. If you draw a line from Rainwood to Heatstroke, Plainsview is right in between. Do you know Count Vicious? I know of him. You've never met? I have never met him. Nor should I ever want to. I have heard things from our people that travel that way. And I stay away from the West. I stay away from fortune. Trust me, do you? Don't. Would you like to take him 
bury him on your own? No... Uh, heretical magic has been performed. You could leave now, safely. Your divine soul intact, or whatever it is that the gods require of us to be their spirits, their casters, their vessels. some point you'll either have to trust me or not and I know I haven't proven my trust to you and I know I am telling you there is only a narrow window and so you must trust me now or not at all I understand the difficult position I put you in I understand if you cannot give a strange woman that much trust so quickly. I can't. She dips her head. I, uh, I think Van will walk over to the table where Malachi's remains are at and just kind of look at them for a few minutes and say, Sorry, Malachi. She walks to the other side of the table and looks at his remains with you. And um, then scans about the room. We've already moved him once unceremoniously. I doubt a second time will matter. She produces a burlap sack from under one of the tables in a little cupboard. And uh, places it on top of his body. Was she able instead. to move, like, because she moved next to me, right, when she did that? Uh, the opposite side of the the slab, okay. of the, what do you call it? The um, death slab? I don't know what the proper term is. Okay. Uh, she places the burlap sack on it and says, I'll give you two a moment to um, say your goodbyes? Or what have you? And she I'll take makes care of it when I, when I arrive home. She makes for the exit. Um, opens the door hesitates for a moment and walks through it shutting it behind her leaving you in the crypt with Malachi alright so there was a is there like a tarp uh yeah yeah yeah, you can find a sheet (laughs) I'm taking her tarp I'm gonna wrap Malachi (laughs) in the tarp carry him out okay alright uh Carry Malachi out. Yeah. Back up the steps. Out of the crypts. Into the light of the temple above. Uh, outside, you can see Jeeves. He's being hammered with questions by the villagers. And he is resolutely saying nothing. Helen is nowhere to be seen by the time you emerge. Mm-hmm. Um shit alright 
I, uh... Let's go home, Jeeves. Oh, the solo <laughs> the palanquin is gone, so I guess we have to stay here overnight. Okay. Uh, the temple will be happy to put up, put you up. They ask your name at some point. Do you identify yourself as Prince Van Helsing of Drekus? Yeah, I guess. They will definitely put you up then. Yeah. Um, happily. And come morning, you can cast your spell. And uh, was the ship going to wait for you at Anvil? I have no idea. <laughs> All right. I have absolutely no idea. I don't, we, we didn't even talk about that. Probably not. I think we're, we're schlumming it the rest of the way back. Okay. Um, which isn't really a problem until we get to... Actually, to it's ne- I don't think it's ever really a problem. Because we can just go down to... Oh, wait, this is bad. This is bad area, right? Around here? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. This is bad juju. Here. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. These yeah, people good. will imprison you if you try and pass their boundaries. Not to okay, mention there's good. like a age class 12 wingless green dragon in this region who like haunts those grounds and yep, a whole nest of giants over here. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, you know what I could do instead? Hmm. Uh, <laughs> so I can solipsism pretty much anything, right? Yeah, as long as you can believe in it. Uh, could I... What's like a humanoid flying creature that I've seen before? Arakara? Arakara? Have I seen those? Let's see. You've probably heard of them. You've never seen them. Uh, Griffins? They're not humanoid, but they fly, and you've seen those. Yeah, I could do Chimera as well. They're pretty strong. What I'm thinking here is I can make a palanquin that's being hoisted by a bunch of flying creatures and just fly over all of our problems. You could. Oh my god, they're like carrying it by ropes on the ends. So like each corner is being held by a chimera with its claws as it like carries like, 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 okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you chimera palanquin, you and Jeeves back to Drekus. The only things that could possibly get in your way would be flying monsters. The only real flying monsters in this area. The stream is dying. Um, I think there's nothing in your way. Perfect. Somebody suggests I should have made the airship. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, could you imagine you solipsism a second wizard airship and you just kind of cruise around, never having to go to sleep because of unfailing endurance? Okay. Why don't we go to break right here and we'll come back and do a, a short bit on the other side. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Hardcore Heroes. You and Jeeves take Malachi home. And what do you do with him? Uh, I think we build a pyre and we hold a proper funeral. Okay. Is this a private funeral just for you and yours? Yeah, I think it's probably just like Van and Jeeves. Maybe, uh, 
Yeah, maybe maybe like uh, Lissandra and Robert will be there. I don't know. Darth like just, is there. It's, yeah. yeah, like the, the, the short list of people. It's okay. not like a big public funeral. Okay. Um, but yeah, we'll burn him out of pyre. I think we'll just collect his ashes and I'll keep him in an urn just in case one day that resurrection spell comes along. Just in case. Okay. Just in case. Are you going to create some sort of grave site, even if it is empty of his remains, as a yep. place where people can come and visit? Yeah. Where will his grave, even if he's not there? It's probably more be. like a memorial, like a sure, like a shrine of some kind. Yeah. Um, I think we'll just build it like shortly off of our off of our estate grounds, like a little bit into the woods. Okay. Make so it, like, here a nice in clearing. In the Bontheris area, region. Yep. Okay. You build a... You burn the body. You make a small shrine. Um, where you keep his ashes. I'd probably just, like, <laughs> go classic with it. Keep it on a mantle above the fireplace. <laughs> okay. And... Now that it is all done, Darf looks at you, and after the funeral, after the shrine, a few days after that, perhaps, as he sticks around and mopes and feels the loss, he says to you, Well, Van, I, uh, I've got unfinished business with a certain count in Eridon. And Don't I know do I'm not too hasty. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a break, but maybe I'll join you on that. All right, I I gotta work up my plans. It's it's a long long strategy. I got it. Let me know if you happen to catch ideas. Joris. Maybe I can maybe I can talk him into helping us. Oh man, I'd be great to see him again, like a father to me. How long has it been? Oh. Uh... Not really certain. Months? Many months? When did we have to flee Copper Hill? That was basically the last time I saw him, I think. I could try and scry on him right now. See where he is. Yeah. Let's let's go take care of this and I'll go cast a reflecting pool for him. We'll take a couple hours after the after the funeral and I'll try and find out where Joris is for him. Uh, you get a 403. Error, actually. Scrying forbidden. Okay. I think he's still on the airship right now, Darth. Or maybe he just is constantly blocking scrying attempts. That's that's also possible. He shrugs. Hmm. Well, crazy old man. Yep. He is working in a... Last I heard, he was working in Stromheim, though, so you might be able to catch him there, or at least ask after him mm. there. Last I checked, Stromheim was surrounded by an army of the undead. Just sitting oh, and waiting. Right. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Couldn't Maybe. persuade you to come destroy an undead army with me, could I? You might be able to do that. I, I am quite good at destroying undead armies. I do I do have the ability to destroy anything below five hit dice without, without saving throw, I believe. He takes a look back at your wife and kid, your little... Bobby's trying to climb on the shrine, and your wife is like, no, 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 that's not a nice thing to do. Don't climb on the shrine. <laughs> um, Darf looks back at you. I mean, only takes a little while to destroy an undead army, right? 
They can wait. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a good father, am I, Darth? <laughs> oh, my father wasn't very good either. He up and died on me. Well. Come on. Let's just be one quick it. adventure. Let's do it. All right. Uh, I'll go pack some bags. Perfect. Okay. Jeeves is uh, oddly somber and sober as of late. Um, you found him attending to all of his duties on time, doing them right. There's not been a parade of hookers and circus folk through your house, and you haven't found him passed out in a drugged-out daze. Um long time now Miss mm-hmm. uh, Muffin, uh, Muffin is happy to be just dawdling around the kitchen doing the things that she does uh, you probably speak pretty good halfling by now considering that she's a halfling and you live with her so if you want to mark that as totally complete that's fine mm-hmm. okay perfect uh, what do you say if anything to Lysandra well I know I said one more thing but uh, I recently found out that Stromheim has come under siege, and this is my homeland that we're talking about. Sweetheart, there's always another city under siege. There's always another dragon to this slay. This is one of the last cities of, of, my, of my original kingdom. They say that Bontheris might soon be under siege. And I'll be here Don't when Don't we that need happens. you here? Last I heard, we have maybe a year before that happens. I think there's time for me to go break one siege. Okay, if you say so. Theoretically, it shouldn't take long. It's just clearing undead out from... Apparently, they're just sitting there waiting. I can start blasting them from the walls without too much trouble. Okay. Stay safe. She gives you a kiss on the cheek and uh, leads little Robbie away from the grave and back into the house giving you one last moment with the Shrine of Malachi before you head off on another adventure with Darf. Alright. Um, I will I guess start writing letters to her. <laughs> I gotta do something, right? Oh, God. Any final words to your friend before we close out this session and possibly the Hardcore Heroes campaign line for a while at least it'll always be here waiting I'm sorry Malachi I know if you were in that situation you would have or if you if you had a say you would have wanted me to do it but maybe by letting you stay dead I saved your soul I don't know Maybe it was the wrong choice. Maybe not, but... I hope you can forgive me. This has been Hardcore Heroes. It's been running for four years now, I think, off and on. You guys started as a group of random level one adventurers with a rhyming gnome working out of the half pint rescuing Croak's sister from a bad situation 
avoiding fights with giants, slowly working your way through the lower ranks, stealing things from temples, being semi-banished from your homeland, only to rescue the princess or the, the baroness's wife and come back there, uh, dealing with shadow dragons, questionably running into Malchus, the dark god of chaos. Yeah. Entering across the land, entering the shadow plane, opening a portal full of demons. Not you, those other guys. Yeah. Um, that destroyed your homeland and uh, then defeating the very same demons that destroyed it. And here you are. One more journey off to go slay some undead that are sieging your the capital of your homeland while your wife slash princess waits at home with you with your child for your return. It has been a long and fun journey with plenty of tense moments and a lot of dead allies, but you made it out alive. Somehow. Somehow. I'm kind of surprised it was it was me that made it, not Malachi. I was expecting Van to die off at some point. Yeah. Yeah. I'll see if we can maybe put together a final Q&A with the other Hardcore Heroes players down the road uh, when we schedule everything for next month. It might be nice to put like a final bow on the, the whole box. I expect at some point we might come back and revisit things. This isn't the first ending we've had to this series. It's true. Um, but for now, I think we're going to tie it off. And we'll, break, yeah. we'll see what happens. John, you want the final words on this? Uh, it's been fun. I uh, I kind of like put in that application just just like, oh, this looks like fun. And then I got an audition. And I was like, oh, okay, that's a little nerve-wracking, but this still sounds like fun. And then I got on the show and I was like, oh, all right, I'll probably die in like the first two episodes, but this sounds like fun. <laughs> I, I didn't expect it to uh, turn into this. Um, I, I had a great time. Uh, I know some people don't like the ending that we've that we've landed on, and sorry, <laughs> I wish I could do more for you. But I but... think this is as perfect as it gets. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm glad to have had you here. We'll see you guys another time. Bye bye. <laughs>